0: Hello, ACB. This is Deb Cook Lewis. After serving you for five years on the Board of Publications, I am now hoping to serve you as your first vice president. No matter who you vote for, I hope you vote, and we'll see you at the convention. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Electric. We get to do this for another evening, and we should have a lot of fun tonight. For those of you who are in the present You, of course, probably know what day it is, but in case anyone is listening to this later than when the program was put together, it is Wednesday evening, June 23rd, 2021, and we're glad to have everyone, no matter how you're listening and or participating. So before we go any further, I want to thank Allison for being our host tonight First of all, whenever we get started, I like to find out who all is here. If you were born in June, July, or August, raise your hand and tell us who you are and where you're from, please. Peggy has
0: her hand raised. Hi, this is Peggy, and uh, my birthday's in June. I am. Um, I'm from uh, Florida,
1: and Peggy is one of our loyal participants and. Covered for me one night when I couldn't be here and did an awesome job. <laughs> Thanks. Who else do we have,
2: Allison? Uh, Desiree. Desiree, all right. yep.
0: I'm here. I'm from Tacoma, Washington, and uh, I am streaming out on community. So hello to the people out there that are listening via community.
1: Thank you, Desiree, for doing our streaming for us. We really do appreciate that. Anyone else born in June, July, or August? Don't see any more raised hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about January, February, and March, the somewhat winter going into spring months? January, February, March.
0: Yes, Janie, this is Chuck. Well, Chuck, all right. <laughs> Tell everybody uh, when,
1: what month your birthday's in and where you're from.
0: February. All, all right. right. From Smyrna, Tennessee, you know, about 20 miles from Nashville.
1: Well, I'm glad you joined us again,
2: Chuck. Next, we have Desi. Hello, I almost said good morning, so you know what my day has been like. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I uh, am Desi Noller. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, where we have had the most amazing rainy day today, and we went from like 118 last week at this (gasps) time to um, 84 today, (laughs) so pretty great. And um, yes, I love It's Electric. It's one of my favorite calls ever. My birthday's in February, by the way. Oh, well, wonderful.
1: And thank you again for being with us. She's another person who has become a loyal participant. Who else do we have? Uh, Don't see anyone right now. All right. Anybody for September, October, November, December?
2: Jeannie, this is Allison. I'm a September baby, and I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. (laughs) Oh, and we have three raised hands now. Wow, popular time. Yes, ma'am. Restoria. Hi, my name is Restoria, and I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and my birthday is in
0: September.
1: Weren't you with us last time, or were you in the knitting group? Okay, I thought you were with us last time. Well, welcome. Glad you came back.
0: Yes, I need to know more about the uh, QVC fryer. Okay, well, we'll talk about
1: that. All right, who else is here September, October, November, December?
3: Catherine? Uh, my birthday is September 1st, so ah. I'm from Rochester, New York.
1: Home of the convention a couple of years ago.
3: Next is Hannah.
1: Hi,
2: my name is Hannah. My birthday is in October, and I live about an hour south of Rochester, New York.
1: And are you new this time, or have you been with us once before, Hannah?
2: This is my very first
1: time. That's what I thought. We love getting newcomers. Welcome.
2: Chris Green from Roy, Utah, December 25th.
1: Oh, Chris. Oh, my gosh. You're a Christmas baby. Well, I've you grown have... up since then. I'm a I'm a Christmas
2: fat old man.
1: Ah, okay. Well, you know.
2: <laughs> I started out as a Christmas baby. You
1: did start out as a Christmas baby. Okay. Well, yes. do we have
2: anybody for April or May? We do have one raised hand, uh, Eva. Hey, Eva. Hello. I think I've been in this call one time before.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. It is May 1st. Uh, May person. I guess I shouldn't call these adults babies. I, I think Chris it's tried to fine. lead me in a different direction there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> who else do we have? Anyone who hasn't told your name and where you're from yet let's see i don't see
2: any raised hands right now but i see deanna is here and i don't think she's raised her hand yet
1: hi deanna would you like to unmute and introduce yourself and tell us where you're from hi i'm deanna and i'm from richland washington wow washington is well represented tonight okay well chris has me beat by a little i too am a december i was born on christmas eve And so that's probably about as bad as Christmas Day. But what it did is it helped me learn to be assertive because when I became an adult and no longer had anybody telling me that if I did this, I'd be rude. I started letting people know that my birthday and Christmas were two separate occasions and I expected them to be treated as such. Please bring on those electrical kitchen appliances, right? As long as I get those for my birthday and Christmas, I'm happy. So I want to start out with a question for everyone, so be ready to raise your hand just in case. Many of you may know that Monday and Tuesday, that was the day before yesterday and yesterday, were Amazon Prime days, but the other retail stores are going, wait a minute, we don't want to miss out on the goodies. So, for example, um, Walmart started having their Prime, well, not their Prime day, but their sale days, On Sunday and I think theirs are going through tomorrow and uh, Best Buy lowered a bunch of its prices although I think those were just for Monday and yesterday anyway I want to know if anyone took advantage of the sales and bought one or more small kitchen electrics while they were on sale from any of these places we would love to know if you shopped and got a great bargain on a small kitchen electric. Any takers? Raise your hand. While y'all are thinking about it, I did buy one thing. Well, actually, I bought two things. I'll tell you about both of them because last week it was kind of a sale item. At least it was a good sale as far as I was concerned. Last week on QVC, they had the three-quart Instant Pot Duo Nova, That's the one that's like the Duo, except when you hit high pressure, when you push high pressure to cook, instead of having to move the little valve to sealing, it automatically seals. So that's just an added little feature that makes it even nicer than the Duos. And it was only $49 for the three quart. And the amazing thing is that with a three-quart, you can actually do lots of things. I I have a three-quart and a six-quart instant pot, and I use my three-quart much more often than I use my six-quart. The six-quart I use for things like soups and stews, and if I'm making a pasta dish where I'm using 16 ounces of pasta, then I will use my six-quart, but if I'm only making something that calls for 2 cups of pasta or 8 ounces of pasta. Then I'll use my 3 quart because it's plenty big to accommodate whatever the dish is. And my husband and I are hearty eaters and we can just the two of us we can get two meals out of um what I fix in the 3 quart. We can have it today and then we can have it again tomorrow and there's plenty for both of us. So even though the 3 quart is smaller than the 6 quart, Um, it, It really is a bargain and you can do a lot with it. And most recipes say they're written for the six quart, but a lot of those will fit in the three quart. And in general, there are some guidelines that you can follow to know whether it'll work or not. One nice thing about all your instant pots is on the inside of the liner, they have a tactile line for halfway up the pot and another one for two-thirds of the way up the pot. If you're doing a dish that doesn't have things that could expand, like pasta and beans and rice, you only want to fill it about half full. But if you don't have anything like pasta or rice or beans in your dish that you're making, you can fill it two-thirds full. So that's going to be quite a bit, whether you're using the three-quart or the six-quart There are also some models that are 8-quart, and in at least the Duo Nova, they also have a 10-quart. So, lots of variety there, but your standard recipes, unless the book says otherwise, are generally written for 6-quart. So, now that I've babbled on about one of my favorite things, which is an Instant Pot, oh, and it was a 3-quart, Yeah, I told you what kind I bought. And I'm going to put it in the Tennessee State Auction this summer or this fall for our convention. So now that I've babbled on about that, before I tell you what I actually bought during the sale days, has anyone raised his or her hand? Don't see any raised hands yet. Before I got my air fryer toaster oven, which I love, 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 I had two standalone air fryers. The first one was an itty-bitty one. It really was. I think it was a, I don't even know if I remember what brand it was now. I want to say Black & Decker. It had a little round basket, which in air fryers, the round baskets are my least favorite. Because since they're round, you don't have as much space in the basket as you would if the basket were a square or a rectangle. I had that little itty-bitty air fryer. And I found a friend who wanted an air fryer and lived alone, and so she was happy to take it, and she doesn't have the big appetite that I do, and she says it's perfect for her. But then I wanted a bigger air fryer, and I wasn't really savvy about the air fryer ovens at that point, so I happened to be at Best Buy one day, and I looked at their air fryers. And they had one that was analog, which if you're totally blind, oftentimes analog is easier than digital. And it had either a square or almost square. It may have been rectangular, but um, basket. And it was bigger. Insignia is the best buy brand. So I bought it. This was a couple, two or three years ago. And I loved it. But then when I got my air fryer convection toaster oven, I found I wasn't using my standalone just because I didn't have the need to do so. So I found a home for it. See, don't you wish you were my friend? Because when I don't want my electric appliances anymore, I give them to friends. But anyway, but yesterday and the day before on Best Buy, and I knew they did this because they did it last year during Amazon Prime Days, their analog... Five quart air fryer which normally sells for ninety nine ninety nine was forty nine ninety nine. So I also bought an air fryer for the Tennessee State Convention that we're having in person this year. So if you live close to Tennessee and want to come try to get a good deal and you know, support ACB, T C B, come buy an air fryer or an instant pot from our auction and I may make a couple of pans of Brownies or some brownies and a pound cake, too. But anyway, now, does anybody have anything that you want to tell me that you bought? And if not, we'll get on to questions and comments and all that good stuff. No, no raised hands right now. Okay. Well, I'm going to put one person, hopefully, not on the spot. Oh. I spoke too soon. All Uh, right. (laughs) See, that's all I have to do is say I'm going to put somebody on the spot, right? Yeah,
2: we have a couple of raised hands All right. Uh, Peggy has her hand raised.
0: Yes, ma'am, Peggy. Um, Well, I was too impatient to wait for Prime Day because uh, I I wanted to buy um, a blender to make smoothies um, that was smaller than my large blender. So I did buy one of the Ninja... I think they're called Fit Blenders that come with the two cups, and I really love it. Um, Oh, good. It was $10 off, so that's why I decided to go ahead, and I was thinking it probably wouldn't go on sale, and I checked a couple times, and I don't think it did, so I was okay. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, you know, I
1: purposely on Monday and Tuesday, although I didn't need anything else, I looked at appliances because I thought if I saw something really good, And I did post the um, air fryer, but I thought if I saw something really good, I'd post it on this group that we have. And I think most of you know about the group, but for anyone who may not know, if you have Facebook, there's a Facebook group called All, A-L-L, Text, T-E-X-T, Small Kitchen Electrics. And we specifically talk about small kitchen electric appliances share recipes tips uh talk about which ones are or are not accessible and all kinds of good things so if you want to join our facebook group please uh you know try to do that and we'll let you in we're we're pretty friendly and right now we have over 400 members so we're happy with that but we're happy to grow so good deal peggy i'm glad you got got it and i'm glad you're enjoying it so that's what's always important yeah i i looked at some of the amazon things and to me it didn't seem like amazon was really having any great sales on the appliances i was kind of disappointed so i did
0: see that the Cuisinart, um well and i didn't have a chance to really look at it but they they did mention a art um Air fryer oven combo thing, um, but I could not tell whether it was the the sixty or the or the digital one. Um, mm-hmm. But they did advertise that at one point yesterday. I think it was. Oh, okay. For like one twenty nine, which is really good. But well, that um, is good. That was probably ours. Yeah, yeah. I That's didn't a get a voice. chance to look at it for sure, but uh, yeah.
1: So did we have another raised hand,
2: Allison? Here we go, Eva. Eva, yeah. yes, Eva. My question was, what air fryer was it that was on sale for like forty nine?
1: It was the um, Insignia air fryer, the five quart, and it's analog. It has one knob for temp and one knob for time. It was on sale Monday and yesterday. It's not on sale today. I'm afraid. Oh, because I'm I know. Looking- I
2: have a Philips air fryer, but it's it's kind of old now. Well, Philips
1: is a good brand as long as it's still working. You're in good shape, so. But,
2: but yeah, yeah, I love the insignia. The basket's small. I'm about. I'm engaged, so I'm gonna be married in August, and gonna ah. need a air fryer. <laughs> well,
1: what you might be interested in if you don't have one already, and since you're going to get married in August, you know you can put these things on your. Register you know,
2: registry for people to buy I for you. I, I wasn't planning on making a registry, but I guess I could. Oh,
1: you could, yeah, and you can do it like at Walmart or Amazon. Or, and the thing is, if you do it from Amazon, and the only reason I know this is my um, I guess you'd call her my niece in law did it before their wedding. Um, Amazon, you can have Amazon, um, Amazon will send the gifts. From the people directly to you. Now, the only bad part was, is they didn't always put who the gift was from. So that was a little troublesome. But but anyway, it did work. That's how I sent a gift to my niece-in-law. Peggy and I both have the Cuisinart Air Fryer Convection Toaster Oven. And the model is TOA60. That's the one she said was 129 on sale. But you might want to check the prices at Walmart. I don't know what they are at Walmart because Walmart is having their sale prices through tomorrow. Okay, I'll check it out. Thanks. So if you want something that's an air fryer and a toaster oven, which means you get multiple, you know, d- different mm-hmm. things that you can do with it, then we think this is Pretty much perfect. The only thing it doesn't have that I wish it had, I think, is a rotisserie. That would be really nice. But oh, anyway, yeah. But I can live without a rotisserie. I know that on our group, um, some people are really disappointed that Instant Pot is no longer making their Wi Fi model. And evidently, the models that are out there, while they're still supporting them, I've gotten reports that they're not working well with the newest versions of oh whatever you call the iphone thing you know anyway they're not working with the newest versions so the thing is though one person was thinking she'd have to start using it as a centerpiece and as it turns out she doesn't want to have to push buttons but they do have buttons and i think that one has a knob that you can use to operate it. So you can operate it manually. You don't have to operate it Wi-Fi. But this person didn't want to do that. So some people got really excited about one called the IQ pressure cooker. And while it will work with Wi-Fi, I'm not sure which parts of it are accessible and which parts aren't. For example, and I did mention this, the last time I think um, one of the things it brags about is that it has a built-in scale so if you're putting in pasta instead of having to measure out your pasta you can just start dumping in and there's a scale that will tell you when you have eight ounces for example but I'm not sure that that part um, with the iPhone you know that it speaks that and and the screen is a touch screen and you do have to be uh, there to to start the this particular pressure cooker. Uh, you can't start it remotely from work so that it'll be done when you get home or anything like that. So most everything has good things and bad things and I really, Try to caution people. If you're getting something that you think is accessible, try to find out for sure if it is and if it's as accessible as you would like. Because um, another item that we talked about was an instant pot called the cuckoo. And I actually ordered that one. I had seen some reviews on it um, on YouTube. And I thought, well, this sounds good. But then when I started looking further and actually looked at the manual, and most of your manuals can be found online um, so that we do have access to them, I found out that um, it said not to cook pasta in it because the starch from the pasta could block the thing that lets the steam out. And on that one, you... It, it would automatically let the steam out when the time was done. And so that was um, somehow figured into how you did it, but it wasn't something you could do manually anyway. And there was a couple, there were a couple of things that I don't think it spoke that as a person wanting access, I would have wanted it to speak. So so you always have to really be careful and it pays, I think to use word of mouth to find out if if certain things are accessible. I I just think that's really important. So does anyone have any questions or comments? And who wanted to know about the QVC air fryer and
0: which one? This is Ristoria. Okay, Ristoria. I wanted to know because QVC had one and it started with a K. Uh And HSM, you know, they're combined now.
1: That's what I've heard
0: had one that started with an O, and I just wanted to know which brand it was.
1: Okay, on on QVC, um, all their items, the item number, if it's a kitchen item, it's going to be like K324651. So K just stands for kitchen. I'm not sure how um, HSN, I think HSN just gives them numbers. Now, as far as the brand I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and check that. Uh, I know that QVC has their own brand, Cook's Essentials. Uh, They used to have an air fryer that people reported was very accessible. It was digital, but it had buttons that were erased, I mean, that were erased, arranged in a circle. And evidently, it was easy to know which button was for what and, and to know which button to push and if you needed to push it more than once, you know, it, it was easy to know what you needed to do. So people, I don't have it, but people reported it was very accessible. Recently, they have one. It was a Cook's Essentials. And I called them and I asked if it had buttons. It did not. It just had a touch screen. So again, that might be an accessibility um, drawback. Uh, I did not order it. Of course, I didn't need an air fryer anyway, but it had a good price that day, and so I had considered ordering it for the auction. But uh, I asked if they still had one that had buttons in a circle, and they did not. So I'm thinking they probably discontinued that particular model. Did that kind of answer your question, Restoria? Yes, that, that helped. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Sherry
2: has her hand raised. Hey,
4: Sherry. I'm from North Carolina. All right. Another southern. Yeah, I've talked to you a good many times before. I'm friendly. Okay. Anyway, I was wondering if, um, again, the talking microwaves, I had one a while back. Gosh, I got it in about 2008 or nine. It was a wonderful one. I can't find one decent like it anymore. Does anybody know of any one that's really good?
1: It depends on whether you want to pay a lot of money or not. Um, I think that Blind My Smart still has one. It's I think maybe the one you had, I don't know for sure, it may have been the Hamilton Beach which as far as I know they are not making that one anymore and you can't get it. Yeah. I think is that what it was. I think, um, I Blind think My- so. Yeah. I think Blind My Smart has a talking magic chef microwave i'm not sure of the size but i think the price tag and don't quote me on this because i may be a little wrong but not much wrong right. i think the price tag is That's... around three hundred dollars wow yeah Ouch. so but well, that is so a place much. to check if and... you really want one that talks
4: okay because i have one now that i have just put the bump dots on uh-huh. and um It's okay. I mean, it's a huge. I love it. It's a huge microwave, Lord. You could fix a a serious turkey or a good chicken. I mean, it would be. It's a great big one, but Uh it does not talk. But I do like it because, and hot that thing gets a lot hotter than it's like a eleven or twelve hundred watt. But it's surprisingly hot. Yeah, and um, I've got it because I cook in mine a lot, just meals. But yeah, the
1: higher the wattage, the
4: quicker it cooks oh yeah but well, thank mm-hmm. you for everything and um,
1: what is your group again is it community at ACB.org that is to get the schedule yes community at ACB.org to get the daily schedule and then the Facebook group if you're not a member of it yet and I can't I, think remember. I am okay I think you are too but I can't keep up because there's Honey, so many you
4: got too much to do
1: is yeah um, all A L L text T E X T small kitchen electrics.
4: So, all text small kitchen electrics.
1: Yep. So, okie dokie. Thank you so much, A lot of you have been here before, but you probably already know some of the things I'm going to tell you, but maybe we've got some people who don't know. Um, one nice thing about the instant pot, if you're making spaghetti or some other type of pasta dish, you can do it all in the instant pot. If, you, if like me, you want meat in it, I'm a meat girl, you can brown your meat and your onion and garlic or whatever you're going to put in there first. And then you're going to add your other things. And you, are, you do want to make sure nothing is sticking to the bottom of the pot. But you can cook everything all in that one pot. And yesterday, I made a dish that turned out to be wonderful. I changed it up a little bit. I found it in another Instant Pot group on Facebook. And like I say, I changed it up a little. Like, for example, they just put the chicken in raw, which that may work Uh, for the short amount of time that it was cooking. I didn't want to take that chance. So I browned my chicken first, and I used more chicken than they called for. So I browned one and a half pounds of chicken in oil. And when you're using your Instant Pot to help keep things from sticking, A, you want to preheat your Instant Pot on saute if you're going to brown something. And then add your oil and let that get hot. And I kind of lift it up a little and kind of swish it around, you know, just by wiggling the pot around. And then you add your onion and or your chicken, whatever you want to brown. And after you brown that, you add at least enough liquid to do what we call deglaze the pot. That way you can stir and anything that might be sticking to the bottom, you can get off with your spoon or whatever kind of stirrer that you're using. And then when you layer your ingredients inside, you don't necessarily stir them because you want to keep the thinnest liquid at the bottom and then when you're adding other things like spaghetti sauce or tomato sauce or with the recipe i used yesterday um, you added uh, sun-dried tomatoes and i'll tell you all the recipe in just a minute but you want to layer these things and then you just put your lid on and cook them And then when they're cooked, then at the end, if there's any dairy or anything like that, you add that. So this recipe was Tuscan chicken rigatoni. And if you don't know what rigatoni is, it's a pasta. They're like little short tubes, not long tubes, but little short tubes. So I preheated my pot. I added my oil and let that get hot. I added my chicken, one and a half pounds of chicken. And you just put enough oil in the bottom to cover it, like maybe a tablespoon. I browned my one and a half pounds of chicken. And then I added a handful of the... I used the minced garlic that you keep in the refrigerator. And I just grabbed a handful of that and threw it in. And threw in about a teaspoon of oregano, a teaspoon of basil... A teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of pepper, and one and a half teaspoons of Italian seasoning. And you can mix all that up. And then I added four cups of chicken broth. And I like to use something called Better Than Bouillon. It's kind of a pasty type stuff, and it comes in a jar. You keep it in the fridge once you open it, and you use a teaspoon for every cup of water um, that you're using. So that will make one cup of broth. So you, you add four cups of your chicken broth and you add a 16-ounce box of the uh, rigatoni noodles. And you need to make sure that they're covered with the broth. If not, you need to add a little more broth because you want your noodles to be covered. We don't want them swimming, but we want them to have liquid on them. Okay, so then on top of that, I put an 8-ounce jar of drained sun-dried tomatoes, which I've never cooked with sun-dried tomatoes before, but I want to tell you they were so good in this recipe. And then I had some leftover olives from something else that I'd fixed a few days ago, so I scrunched those up and threw them on top. And then I cooked it under pressure... I think the original recipe said five minutes I like my pasta more done so I cooked it for six minutes and then I let the pressure naturally release for two minutes and then I released it and after the pressure was released I stirred in an 8 ounce block of cubed cream cheese and a few handfuls of fresh broccoli it was, I, I had bought a bag of broccoli. I like to do it that way. That way I don't have to fool with much and put the cover back on it for about five minutes while I toasted the garlic bread in my air fryer toaster oven and stirred and served. And we had a wonderful meal of Tuscan chicken rigatoni and garlic bread. And we had leftovers for today. I made this in my six-quart pot, by the way, guys, because remember, 16 ounces of pasta, I do that in the six-quart. And we have leftovers for tomorrow and maybe then some. So, But it was delicious. So now you've gotten a recipe for tonight. That yeah, sounds right.
0: really good. Mm-hmm. It is good. <laughs> Ooh, yeah.
2: Do we have any raised hands yet? Was yes, it that we do. good? <laughs> yes, I have a question. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mary Lou from Los Angeles. I This may sound silly, but what is the difference between a Instapot, a Crock-Pot, and a uh, pressure cooker? Well, that is a great question. That is not a silly question at
1: all. Okay. So a Crock-Pot, which is a, actually a specific brand, um, is a brand of slow cooker. And all it does is slow cook, and that's not demeaning to the slow cooker because any time I'm doing a roast, I do it in the actual slow cooker. I think they turn out better than they do in the instant pot. So your slow cooker or crock pot generally has a warm set well, off, of course, a warm setting, a low setting, and a high setting. And it generally takes a few hours to cook whatever you're going to cook in them. But because of that slow, steady cooking, the dishes generally taste wonderful. But let's say you're in a big hurry, okay? If you have a pressure cooker, one that's just a pressure cooker, it pressure cooks. So that means that roast that it might have taken you eight hours to cook on low in your slow cooker You can cook in maybe an hour to 90 minutes in your pressure cooker. And then your Instant Pot, again, it's just a brand name for what we call a pressure or a multi-cooker that pressure cooks and does other things. Most of your pressure cookers, whether it's an Instant Pot or a Melthy, m e a u t h y or... A Ninja Foodie or the IQ Instant Pot, well, IQ Pressure Cooker, rather, not Instant Pot. Cuisinart, they make a pressure cooker. I think Rival makes a pressure cooker. Anyway, these multi-cooker pressure cookers will pressure cook, slow cook. Uh, You can use them as a rice cooker. Uh, Some of them you can use as a yogurt maker. I think the power power pressure cookers can be used for canning, but as far as I know, the other brands cannot, but don't hold me to that. I don't know all the ins and outs of all the different brands. So while a pressure cooker just pressure cooks, a multi-cooker pressure cooks and does all these other things too. However, it doesn't always do the best job as a slow cooker. For example, the Instant Pot is considered one of the worst in terms of its slow cooking function. And as I said, I haven't been real happy with any roasts that I've made in the Instant Pot. And so I still do my roasts in my slow cooker. But there are others who like them in the Instant
2: Pot, have had more success. So did that answer your question? Yes, it does. I had a bad experience when I was a child when my mom used her pressure cooker and all of a sudden she had the older one where it had that little top and the uh, it would make that uh, whistling sound. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a sudden it popped off that little thing and all of a sudden the split pea soup hit the ceiling and wow. Wow. and we my father and I had to go on stools and we had to scrape <laughs> it off with a putty knife well
1: fortunately the pressure cookers and the multi cooker pressure cookers that are made now are not made like that they have lots of built-in safety features like 10 or 11 and so now that's not going to happen. So if you do decide to get a pressure cooker and or a pressure cooker that's part of a multi-cooker like the Instant Pot, you can be assured that there are safety features built in so you're not going to have split pea soup on your ceiling. Thank you. You are very welcome. Yeah, that's that's a memorable experience you'll never forget, I can tell. We do on have the, a raised
3: hand. Oh, Yay. Uh, Catherine has her hand raised. Hey, Catherine, how are you tonight? I got the um, TOA 60 a uh, uh-huh. couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm wondering about the, the air fryer. Can you only do frozen things or can you make things from scratch? Like you can, can make
1: things from scratch. Um Assuming that yours is like mine, I never turned, I used to think I was turning it up to 400, and my husband told me the other day that, no, that's only 325, but when the um, knob for the temperature is straight up and down, that's about as hot as I go, because um, the toaster oven, the uh, Cuisinart tends to cook higher like if a recipe says 450 don't put it on 450 or you're going to burn whatever you're cooking
3: yeah um, i i did i ended up um almost burning um my pizza one day because I oh I no you don't want to do that
1: so you don't don't <laughs> ever go above about 325 where the knob is straight up and down at least that's oh, how it is so mine
3: so 12 o'clock is 325 yes. uh-huh yep okay
1: Yeah, 12 o'clock, exactly. So, yeah, you can cook different things in it. I have done breaded chicken tenders in mine. I've done um, French fries, of course, fried potatoes, where you cut them in the little chunks. Uh, I always do my steak in mine. I've done baked potatoes. Um, Oh, gosh, I know I've done hot dogs always. That's the only way to cook hot dogs and sausages anymore. You know, like your sausage and all that. All right, Peggy, you want to give her some ideas? Peggy and I use ours all the time.
0: I I love to do vegetables and I do a lot of vegetables. I do, um, you know, like cauliflower um, or broccoli or or even carrots and beans, um, asparagus. Any of those things are really great in the air fryer you put um, you know put a little bit of oil on them and some seasoning of some sort whatever you like and um, put them in there and yeah I probably between 350 or so is probably the temperature I usually put them on and uh, you know depending on the type of vegetable it only takes um, you know seven or eight minutes for the thin like asparagus or beans or carrots uh And then the cauliflower and broccoli, maybe 10 minutes for cauliflower, whatever. But it Mm -hmm. it comes out really good that way.
1: And I don't like okra normally, but I love roasted okra. And so if you get your okra, and I usually leave it in the whole pods and just cut off the ends, but Mm -hmm. I will put those on my air fryer tray again with a little oil and whatever seasonings I want. And you can air fry that for like, Ten or fifteen minutes. Just check. It gets a little crispy on the outside, but it's not slimy. I can't stand slimy okra, and, but it's not <laughs> slimy. It's almost as good as French fries. And so you might want to try that too, uh, even if you don't like okra. Because I normally don't like okra, but I love oven roasted or air fried
3: okra. So, so you don't put any like breading on it. You just put the vegetable. Not on, on the okra. Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: Just, no. No. None uh, of the vegetables. Yeah like mm-hmm. i say just i usually um, i usually just put them right on the pan and then drizzle a little bit of oil over the top and kind of mush them around with my hands to make sure they get the oil but if you want to be mm-hmm. you know really careful you could put them in a bowl first and sort of drizzle the oil over in the seasoning and then spread them out in the basket and uh, cook them and they're good mm-hmm.
1: And if uh-huh. you want, if you want to do the breaded okra, you can do it that way. You can do that, or you like if you want breaded zucchini. A lot of people like that, or breaded mushrooms. You can do those, but they don't have to be from frozen. You can do them from scratch, absolutely.
0: And I would oh, okay. second genie on the uh, hot dogs and sausage, so, <laughs> like kielbasa or something like that. Really yeah. good.
3: Yeah, I have to try the the kielbasa. I actually have Polish kielbasa, which. Yeah. You know, it would be probably really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, just take yeah, a fork and punch a few holes in it before yeah, you yeah. get started. That, at least that's what I do, and then just stick it in there and air fry them at twelve o'clock on the temperature knob. I do them for about twelve minutes because I like for the edges to get a little crispy. Yum yum. Yeah, me
4: too. <laughs> this is Cherie. I'm North on. Uh-huh. I have a new wave oven. Uh-huh. Those things came out, and I um, I use mine for baking. So I don't use it a whole lot because uh-huh. I've got to get someone to help me with it. Have you ever used one?
1: I haven't seen the new Wave, so I'm not familiar with that one. But I can look at it the next time I go shopping. Oh,
4: good, because I think it's something similar more or less to, a I would say, air fryer or air convection oven. <laughs> Uh an air because you can bake in it now i know you don't bake in the air fryer but um, like cakes and cookies and stuff like that you do but how are things in the uh, convection ovens like that with the air
1: i use my air fryer setting i've never used my convection setting for convection baking i've just baked on bake um what about you
0: peggy I use the um, convection bake sometimes if I'm heating up something, um, <laughs> you know, that's already cooked or something like that, um, depending on what yeah, it is, I, but I've I used it for that.
3: Question: uh-huh. um, What What is the difference between convection bake and regular baking? Convection bake, you, it actually
1: has a little fan and so it blows air around it, so air is always circulating around it, um, and it's not, on the regular bake, it's not doing that.
2: I have a question. Uh-huh. Yes. I was wondering I had just purchased a Oster Ten Function Toaster Oven uh from QVC and I was wondering if anybody has worked with that. I have not worked with that one and
1: just out of curiosity, does it air fry or do you know? Yes, it does. They okay. just Yeah. Great. So, it's probably similar to what we have. Now, the Cuisinart that we have, it is big enough to hold a 12-inch pizza. I do have a friend who the other day got, oh, what brand did she get? Um, Anyway, she got a toaster oven that air fries, but it's a little smaller. It's not big enough to hold a pizza, but I think she may have gotten it from QVC and whatever brand she got, she loves it. And I I can't believe I've forgotten what brand it may have been cook's essentials. I don't know, but, but she absolutely loves hers. So you might be able to find the user manual online so that you can read it. A lot of times what I will do is I will find the user manual when I get a new appliance And if you have a Victor or a digital recorder, while your computer is reading the manual, you can record it. And that way you can always refer back to it later if you need to. I
2: found on Walmart that they have older uh, cookbooks of the other uh, Oster cookbooks for that kind of toaster oven. And... Also,
1: when you're looking for books, um, if you have access to Kindle or Audible, remember that as on Kindle, as long as the book is text-to-speech enabled, you can read it with your Kindle. If you have a Kindle and are better than me, I still I have one and still can't operate it. But you can also read it with your Amazon device. So... Um, you know, I can just say, Alexa, I want to read uh, the Instant Pot Bible. Those are other sources for getting books. You can also, they have lots of books on Bookshare for both the Instant Pot and the Air Fryer. I'm kind of ashamed of Bard. I love Bard, but they don't have very many books at all for pressure cookers. None for uh uh, no two for in well they have two for pressure cookers i don't think either one of them is instant pot maybe one of them is specifically and i think they have mm, two or three for the air fryer but not many but there are lots of them on bookshare if you subscribe to bookshare and then there are lots on kindle um for those of you who follow some of the instant pot youtubers um, some of them have books that are available on on Bookshare. Uh, for example, Jeffrey Eisner, who does Pressure Luck Cooking, has two cookbooks now. The second one is for lighter dishes. And at first, I thought my Bookshare thing was saying later. I'm like, what are later dishes? And then I thought, well, maybe it's latter. What would that be? But anyway, it's lighter. But uh, if any of you are familiar with the Rutitude Instant Pot Recipes. She has two books, but hers are not text-to-speech enabled, and I started looking into it, and there's a lady from Indiana who's doing them in Braille. She has the first one done, but she said the price was like $195, and I'm sorry, no Instant Pot cookbook in Braille is worth that to me. Um, She said that you could talk to her and she could negotiate if you're going to get a kindle book be sure to check to make sure in the information about it that it does say text-to-speech enabled or else you won't be able to read it with voice there's your little tip for the day all right any questions or comments we're getting close to the end girls and boys men and women any hands Mm, don't see any hands and don't get irritated with me for saying girls and boys. I used to be a teacher. That, that's my that's my out. So, but I realize we're all grown folks. Well, I am so glad that everyone came tonight. Thank you, Allison, for being our host. Thank you, Desiree, for streaming. All right, if you're not a member of our group, be sure to join All Text Small Kitchen Electrics. If you're not getting the daily schedule and you want it community at acb.org and they also now have a phone number that you can call to get the daily schedule the number is 800-424-8666 extension 1024 and you can hear the daily schedule read over the phone all right well thank you everyone for joining us i think we're probably about out of time And thank you again to Desiree and Allison. And for all of you who participated, we really appreciate that, too. And we hope you'll come back in two weeks, which will be July, hmm, let's see. I can say
2: the
1: 4th. 7th. 7th, yeah. Okay, so come back on July 7th.